hello and welcome to the streamcast. I am Kirby. And I'm here with Red. I'm gonna go Yoshi, just because there's a game out. Okay. Yeah. That's hello. the only reason, because he's trash. <laughs> Toxic Troy. No. Toxic Troy. No. You've just called it trash. You yeah, can't say I'm no. allowed to. Why? Because I have kind of opinions. Have you played it? No. What's <laughs> And we have a special guest. The uh, princess. This is Cameron. I'm Cameron. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> princess is a character in Mario Kart, right? Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Sort of make sure I'm on the same level. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. So who's saving Cameron today? Not me. Nah. No. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm in the other car. Oh, well, sorry, I'll save my own, make my own way out. Yeah, you yeah. save your own yeah, life. It's 2019. 2019. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Princesses are doing it for themselves. <laughs> Does she have a name? Princess something? Peach. 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 Or Daisy. Oh, yeah, there's another princess, Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Peach all the way. Peach Daisy's dead to me. <laughs> wow. No, not for Daisy. Like, Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how are you doing, Cameron? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Appreciate right. it. It's um, it's exciting to be. Uh, it's my first podcast. Actually, oh, cool, cool. you wouldn't know, but <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to talking about some game-related stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So, how did you get into gaming? Uh, so gaming for me uh, first started when I was a kid. Um, my dad worked in IT, um, so he always had a computer around, and so I got into like early. This is in like early '90s. Got into like old um, Sierra adventure games like Space Quest and King's oh, Quest and mm-hmm. Police Quest, those games, and like some early, like real early days, um, like Formula One games and MotoGP games. And then from there, kind of as I was growing up, I played a lot of like early first-person shooters, Doom, and then Duke Nukem 3D and Quake, and, uh, and I had always had mates who had, you know, 64 or a PlayStation, played a lot of Tony Hawk's 2, and then, yeah, thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and then slowly dipped off the gaming radar. So all my gaming knowledge is sort of about fifteen years out of date. But I'm hoping that'll bring some sort of an interesting perspective tonight. I think it will. Yeah, that's me and you both. Cause yeah, I uh, stopped as well. Glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the last game you played? Uh, actually, no, it's been recent in terms of casual gaming. So okay. the last game was FIFA 19 with my brother. Mm-hmm. But to actually sit down and have a console was probably about five years ago. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So then. We're kind of on the. We've played some games before. Mm. Outlook, whereas these guys are bang out. They're they're really into yeah. it. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, I want to say bang out. How's Sekiro going? Oh, bro. Yeah, I'm bang such out. a victim. <laughs> <laughs> bang out. So yeah, so yeah, we're glad here. We'll yeah. hold the fort here. It's yeah. like the two of us combined almost make one of them. We yeah. make another. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also went to a power up event, didn't you? I, I did. Yes, yeah. so I went to a. Um, uh, an event that's happening at the Science Museum. It's going on until 22nd of April, actually. Uh, it's called Power Up, and it's basically like a, <clears throat> um, a big exhibition of video games that kind of takes you throughout the ages of video games. There's a lot of interactive stuff, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty great experience. It's really good. Uh, what was your highlight? Uh, okay, so there's this one, one setup which was really impressive, especially considering I hadn't played games or been like, really involved in games for so long. They set up um, a bunch of computers, no, a bunch of um, video game consoles in a row and did like a, a history of Tomb Raider from the first one, the PS1 one, all the way through to whatever the newest one is, which I'm told is actually not even that new, even it is a couple of years old. 
But when I, like, comparing those two, it's unthinkable. The first thing, like, looking at the new Tomb Raider, it is just, like, balls to the wall insane. There's, the graphics are, like, another level. And maybe this sounds really lame and everyone's like, whatever, that's, like, 2015, man. But to me, it was just, like, unbelievable. And to see the progression from the first Tomb Raider, which I guess was, like, 95, 96-ish, yeah. to then go through to something like that over a rel- relatively short period of time was, like, amazing. I like that. Also, I didn't realize that Tomb Raider had like that it was cool. That it was a cool game. I thought that Tomb Raider was like I thought it disappeared. No, I didn't end up still making them. I feel like it did go away for a while. Yeah. Um, but because Lara Croft is such an iconic character, mm. she is almost afforded the right to go away and come back whenever she wants, just yeah. because. And they had the movies come out as well. I guess yeah. that kind of got the. And it was the a time as well, so the games. I guess industry shifted in towards that kind of gaming from mm. the shooters so it kind of gave that platform to it's just the right time for it to come back really mm. yeah for mm. sure yeah there was a bit of a resurgence with the single player games uh, there was a lot of noise from I think it was EA they were saying that single player games were dying and people were only caring about multiplayer games like Call of Duty and Fortnite you just want to sell the loot boxes man don't listen to EA <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, for me, that's a weird idea. Again, being a bit out of the gaming world, I miss the growth of, like, online RPGs mm. and, like, mass, like, I guess, broadband, which totally shifted, yeah. like, yeah. The, the, the nature of multiplayer gaming. But for me, like, single, a single-player game like Half-Life or, like, old adventure games is, like, that's what it's about. That is the heart of gaming. And it's, like, it's crazy to imagine there's a world where people can see that dying out and that's just not, you know, not so much of a thing anymore. But playing games is not about being social. It's about being, like, a cooped up in your bedroom as a lonely seven-year-old <laughs> playing through adventure game after adventure game while all your friends or the people that could potentially be friends run around outdoors in the sun <laughs> kicking around footballs. <laughs> you can be a social gamer. You can. Maybe I'm just a bit bitter, you know. <laughs> it says more about me as a seven-year-old than it does about gaming as a whole. Oh, and we went to uh, an event today, actually. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Let's play. Let's play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun though. Um, so no, some games were fine. You were hooked on a game. Mm-hmm. Some of it was very experimental. I was hooked on that game. Yeah. Like, they had to pull me away. Yeah. Troy and Isaac had to drag me Multiple away. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I just kept finding my way back to it. I, I was only going to like get a coffee or something and I just found myself on that game again. <laughs> what was the game? Rhythm of the Gods. Yeah. Sounds good. From, you're, into, you're into your god games. Yeah. A real <laughs> deity guy when it comes to video games. <laughs> right? What can I say? I'm a religious man. So, so what's Rhythm of the Gods? Rhythm of the Gods is a... I, would, I guess it's a mobile game. So, it seemed it. Yeah. Uh, quite simple. There's, you have to tap four buttons and each of them do different things. So there's a button to duck or slide. Because you're constantly moving. So... Like temple run. Yeah. Okay. Except for you don't have to go down a maze. It's just straight. Straight. Yeah. I did play Temple Run. I like. Yeah, I got into yeah, yeah. yeah. and Angry Birds as well. So, so maybe I. You, you are a gamer. Been selling yeah. this yeah. 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 <laughs> I just forgot that there were games. Crossy Road. You guys ever play Crossy? It's just Frogger, no. but yeah. they call it Crossy oh, Road because they don't have a licensing, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I've never played that one personally. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I put in some good hours on crossing the road, <laughs> sitting on the tube. What else are you going to do? Talk to someone? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> See, people don't 
you know, account for mobile gaming, and that's a very big market. So I think mobile gamers are still gamers, mm. definitely. That sounds fair. I like that. So uh, so this this game, you're just kind of like avoiding obstacles. Yeah, that's uh, the basic goal. Uh, you're avoiding uh, gaps in the bridge, and okay. you are. Uh, there will be opponents to kill as well. So there's one button that brings up a shield, and there's one button that does a sword slash, and you need to know which one is the right type to uh, not die, basically. So with opponents, you would uh, use the sword to slash them up, unless there were a tree firing, firing a laser at you, and then you'd have to use your shield. You could so, do like maybe a mashup, a rhythm of the gods of war, and put on like a, I don't know, an ancient, uh, was it ancient Greek god yeah, spinner? Yeah. You know, that's a great suggest, idea. That's a great idea. I'm glad I thought of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, it, is this that event where it's like, was it set, um, uh, what was the place? Somerset. Yeah, Somerset. I think I went to the one last year. It's like all oh. independent, like yeah, yeah. low yeah. key yeah. gamers, yeah. low key yeah. video game designers. Yeah, it was real weird when I went to last year. What was it like last year, actually? Like, so we yeah. have our opinions on it, we want to hear yours. Okay, yeah. it was very experimental. Mm-hmm. Real. Is it this particular bit of the whole festival, just to clear? Is um, it this particular it's just, I think it was just, yeah, just this event. Was it called, oh, was it called Let's Play? Yeah, yeah it was Let's Play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, there was like, there were, there were a few games that were based on like, motion censoring and motion capturing based on where you were within Somerset House and that then affected a screen somewhere else in the building which was quite interesting but then there's a lot of stuff that was just a bit too out there for me like you there was one that was um you god it was recreating the experience of being diagnosed with cancer or something like that it was like real intense you know yeah. intense stuff wow. as a game yeah as a game it was kind of um you know a game that you didn't have much control of things you were just observing it. Yeah. yeah sounds like life it, yeah. <laughs> just in general yeah yeah intense yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so i don't know i did leave there thinking that was not as fun as i hoped it would be i thought it would be more just like independent yeah fun yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fun wasn't the, I mean, the main takeaway from it. There were some weird ones, and you played that weird diary one. Yeah, that was really odd. Yeah, it was like a throwback to I guess the early noughties when um you had like your MySpace and Bebo I guess, and what it was like being on the internet. Um, I can't really comment on it too much because it was from the perspective of a, a little girl, and I've never been a little girl. Um, but it was like things you put in. I don't know why you needed to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to understand just so why you needed to clarify just, just, yeah. just so the viewers are oh, aware. Yeah. I've never been a little girl. Um, <laughs> always identified as a man, being okay. a man. So, just, yeah. Um, and it was really like interesting to see because it was like throwbacks to, you know, old like abbreviations online. Um, it was just very noughties and just a blast from the past, really. Uh, but it just did get a bit weird because the interface wasn't very clear. So like you yeah. were on like a small girl's uh, laptop or whatever, mm-hmm. and you had to play the game. But like if I wanted to, you know, close it or do something else, I couldn't. There was a certain narrative to follow, but it wasn't quite clear. Right. Which yeah. Made it a bit difficult, but I kind of see where the designer was going. Um, I didn't finish the game because it just got to a bit where I I couldn't. I just got to like lots of malware and viruses which was really <laughs> true of the noise um so i think that might be like the boss level but apart from that i see where they're going with it but um they just worked on like i guess engagement with the player i think right. like maybe they've got something good on their hands i don't know it's still very like 
prototype, I guess, at the moment. Mm-hmm. But it was alright. Prototype is definitely a word that I took away from. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sounds, yes. Sounds, yeah. sounds right for what it was like last year. Mm-hmm. It's inter- It's cool that people are doing that. It's interesting that people that have these like video gaming like taking video gaming on a bit of a almost like treating it as an art form yeah. like a, a right. modern, modern art form and yeah like, um, uh, yeah it's nice to, that people have the ability to do that and that video games are getting mainstream enough a thing to have these weird offshoots these niche offshoots mm-hmm. um, it's not always super fun yeah. <laughs> yeah I definitely agree with that um, I'm glad that we are getting more and more events dedicated to gaming I think as an industry, mm. it just needs more commercial mm. respect. Mm. Oh, <laughs> something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Sounds like tos- toxic masculinity. Yeah, it's not toxic. Mas- it's not toxic anything. Mm, you know, toxic, toxic gamer limits. <laughs> Do you want to comment now or later, Troy? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm done. I want to hear what you have to say. So obviously, all of this was part of the London's Game Festival, which is fine. Um, Which I thought would have been better. No, yeah, no. From the pictures and everything, we just assumed the whole event would have been buzzing, more people going. But there were some events, it made no sense. I mean, we went to the summit. Was it summit? The Hubble Summit, yeah. The Hubble Summit, summit yeah. on Monday, on Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh yeah. Was it the AI talk? Or was it the one before that that we basically fell asleep in? You know what? I don't even yeah. remember the talk. Do you know how bad that is? Falling asleep in the talk. Because <laughs> it was just, <laughs> and it was the whole room. You could feel the room right. wasn't feeling it. People yeah. were getting up and leaving, and I was just there at the point thinking, these tickets cost someone what 150, 100. Mm. We went to see it, so there's 13 developers from Italy, I feel, I feel for them because they probably thought they are getting a bigger crowd too. We went to see one, it's almost like he's never seen another person before. That's how empty the AR was. guy? Yep. Yeah, he was yep. so excited So excited. So excited. For me, my issues was, it was on a Tuesday, it was on a random Tuesday and Wednesday. When we went into the talks, for a lot of them, I didn't know who the audience was. Um, the events are dotted around, but I don't think they were marketed properly. It's Easter now, and I feel most of these events would have fitted in well for the two weeks for kids for Easter. Mm, that's so a very it, good point. I think something like this, which was indie, would have been good, especially if there's parents who take two weeks yeah. off. So where it started, it makes sense, because yeah. Easter, again... But the whole festival is, as a whole, it felt disjointed. I didn't know who it was for. I didn't know who the events were for. I didn't know who the summits were for. When we went into talks, we was expecting one thing, got delivered another. I think we went to, you went to see the storytelling one, right? Mm. There was a storytelling one of some sort. Who was uh, leading it? Do you remember? No, it was the afternoon ones on Tuesday. Oh, there were some we wanted, yeah. we wanted to see, you walked into completely different. I think there was one based on... See, I don't even know what it's based on because all I remember them talking about was Bandersnatch and I know it wasn't based on Bandersnatch. It was on, oh, that one, yeah. That, I think that's when I drifted off a little bit. Yeah, it just took a left into just talking about Netflix shows. I think it was about interactive gaming. But was I that went, the AI one? Yeah, I think maybe. Mm. But I went into it thinking... No, the AI one was before that, talking about AI and story writing. That's when oh, you okay, actually fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting more, but I just maybe I was with the wrong audience for yeah. it. Yeah, mm. but that's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't clear who were. So when, when we was applying, the morning one was fine. 
And then in the morning, it was interesting. So it's more about mental health and gaming. Okay. Obviously, it's a big topic. Mm. Um, it went from, I guess, games that are trying to do different things in the area. Uh, what was that game called? Um, the one that just came out on Switch, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and it's the girl with like, the blue stripe on so. her face. Um, so I'm doing my time. I can't remember. You're not going to search it. You guys <laughs> continue chatting. That's fine. Yeah, so there was those games in the morning. Then we had another game. So Bree, who's a, basically a business owner now made a game based around self-care. There's actually no competition in it. It's literally gamification. You do different things for your mental well-being. It's like puzzles and stuff. But it's, it was a tester version. She's doing the bigger version in June. Okay. Um, so there'd be more on that. But that bit was fine. We did virtual reality, loved it, fine. That was so good. But that was my blew my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was really good. So I was thinking, yeah, you know, yeah, I think, you know, it was, the morning was decent, so I'm thinking it can only get better. It really didn't. So Saturday was interesting. So they had, there was a games parade, which is really short parade, really short cosplay. Before um, you continue, oh, it was called Hellblade. Um, that's the one. Yeah, so yeah. it was about, the, I think the main character represents psychosis, and it was explaining how by playing the game, people were identifying that they did have psychosis. And then from there, on the back of that, going and, I guess, getting the help they needed, but didn't realise it until right. they played that game. Which is interesting. So you're thinking, yeah. this is what we're getting, you know, it's going to be, it's going to go well from there, and it really didn't. I mean, you guys saw some good talks the next day, which you would go into, the one that Jay did. I don't... Th- that was annoying, because I checked online for that, yeah. and I knew what the time was, so I was yeah. like, fine, calm. I think it was at 12. Mm-hmm. Um... No, it was at 11. It was one of those times. Yeah. And then go and check the pamphlet. The pamphlets told us the wrong time. So we went there on time and we caught the end of it because the pamphlet that we received on the day and what the hell online was different. But I think it was only that one talk. But that was really jarring. So I really wanted to see what she had to say. Yeah, so as you said, disjointed. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's, there was another event that literally I found out about on, I think it was yesterday, today. No, sorry. So there was the one at Trafalgar Square. I mm-hmm. found out about it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. No announcement pre-hand. So when we was looking at the beginning, what we're going to do for the whole festival, didn't see a single thing about it. Really, really late. Don't understand why they did that. That's his own thing. The games parade was fine. I feel like they could have done more to get more families in. That would have been a really good family event. They had the outsourced... I can't remember the company. I'll find them and we'll share it. But what they do basically is they take kind of arcade games from it to real life. So you play real life. Tetris, real life asteroids. I put some pictures up last week. How do you play real life Tetris? I feel like you need the whole like army. So so basically, someone at the back is just throwing the bricks at you as quickly oh, as possible, okay. and then you've, they're all two yeah. players, and then you've got to pick them up and kind of all of them until they don't fall down. Yeah. They had a, they had an, a Kong as well. So someone goes in the suit. See, I say it's the head and the arms. Yeah. There's like four or five walls. The kids crawl through a maze and you yeah. dash the balls. Oh, that's really cool. You yeah. See what I mean? But mm-hmm. the amount of people that were there to me, didn't equate how good it could have been mm-hmm. and right. the people that were there. And that's what I meant by who is the festival for. And that's what confused me. So what could have been good events? It wasn't good for me, but I could see families going there and enjoying that. Yeah. I don't think it reached them or yeah. enough of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the summit, just for me, didn't work on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And what I got, I think what I was most confused about is if these are your main parts of the festival why is it that then the other people that come in i know they do it for a living but the baftas and the rgx comes and blows it away that's what people go to that's what people talk about Mm -hmm. but then they've been marketing since four months ago 
when we went to look to buy tickets that were sold out for BAFTA's RGX, everyone knows about it. But the festival was looking at it. We got it because... Is it RGX or EGX? I think EGX, yeah. RGX, I don't okay. know. But for those events, it was marketed way beforehand, but it was part of London Games Week and was waiting like two weeks before mm-hmm. it was coming to find out what was happening. That doesn't make sense. How do you plan for things? How do you share things? Yeah. I don't, and like I said, I don't know their budget. I don't know what they're working with, but surely they should have had some things in place beforehand. At least, you know, maybe this isn't, you know, um, it's not a festival or anything that people already know, yeah, it's going to be sick. It's not wireless that you no. can go, yeah, yeah, I put the tickets out and the lineup will come later. It's, I feel like it's relatively new. I don't feel like a lot of gamers know it, but it could be a lot of fun for a lot of people. So I didn't understand why it was organised like that. Overall, it could have been better. No, it's not even could have. It should have been better. It's just facts. It yeah. should have been. From what, from what they had, sometimes it feels like maybe they're doing too much or trying to include too much. And maybe they should kind of focus it towards maybe a little bit around the school holidays and maybe the adults events, maybe Friday to Sunday and then some evenings and then you know what you're doing. So yeah. summits might be on a Saturday, Sunday. I mean, we had Afrotech, which makes sense this week because it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Makes sense because people can come and attend at those times. The way the arrest is built up to me, I don't get it. I really yeah. don't. Even if, even if, so even if the, the ones we went to weren't for us, I'm thinking if it's for anybody else, adults, they would have to book annual leave off for those for, two days yeah. for a ticket that costs a hundred and whatever, whatever. No, I agree with what you said. Most of it. A lot oh. of it. <laughs> <laughs> you disagree with yeah. the You're allowed to disagree. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't want to blindly say I agree with everything because I do... I am still thinking about yeah. what you said, but I do think, um, like, right off the bat, poor marketing... I think the branding could have been handled a lot better. Yeah. And as you said, the parade was a perfect example because, yeah, you know, kids love that kind of stuff, you know, cosplaying. You know, it's a perfect example. You had a ball, an easy, you know, penalty and you fumbled it. Basically. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of things they could have done better. Um, I, also, I ensemble was annoying. So we went thinking they would be there mm. and we got greeted with a screen recording. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. <laughs> I was thinking, cool, we could interview them. Because this is the thing as well. They think of it, I guess, from whatever perspective. But from a content creator perspective, we need to know what we're going in for at least. So you're looking at stuff thinking, all right, cool, we can go to this, this and this. We can record this, this and this and maybe leave some of this stuff out. Mm-hmm. So we're going thinking, okay, if nothing else, we can record these guys because this whole talks of their story is not coming out. We went, and then you don't see anyone there, and you're just met with basically a screen recording. It's just, it, it felt disappointing. Because yeah. the way it was marketed, and the way they were showing it, I really thought maybe you'd meet It'd one, two, there. three. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you've got the central stand, they're going to be there throughout the festival, so I'm thinking, right, they'll be there. We didn't get to go there, and then you found out they're at our after party of the May afterwards, so you just feel like you just missed out on everything. Mm-hmm. You gave us nothing, and we missed out on everything. But it could have been easier if they just said, there is a standpoint with the information of these guys that yeah. you don't have that expectation. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. interesting that, like, Power Up, going to Power Up, yeah. which I, th- I think is part of the same festival, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's so... 
there's the wider festival and then there's partner events power ups on the right because yeah. it was like really well attended yep. it was sold out yeah um, like i you know it's got the last ticket or the yep. last couple of tickets and it was like you know a week in advance yeah and uh and it was a real good mix of kids and adults which is something like i kind of forgot about that i forgot that yeah. gaming <laughs> is so huge with kids i yeah. assume yeah. everyone had grown up like I <laughs> um but it's it's a good sign that they've managed to market it well. They've managed to find yeah. like this middle ground where they can appeal to a pretty wide demographic, which is like yeah, games are a pretty is a pretty wide scope for like yeah. for things that appeal to kids and things that appeal to adults just wanting to have fun or that appeal to adults who wanted to do something like quite serious. And so like it makes sense that they should be. Because if nothing else, if they're your partners, I don't know why no one leaned on them for advice. Mm. Because they are part of the festival, they are partners, and to be fair, Science Museum's been putting on festivals for years, BAFTA's been doing it for years, events, sorry, and gaming, RGX, EGX, that's what they do. So then, I don't know why they don't lean into them and say, this is what we're doing for the week or the two weeks or whatever, how do you think this would work? Because it works for them, they always, like you said, sell out in advance, the mm. partner ones, but the actual main festival seems to take a back seat from the partner ones. Mm. So I never quite got that, but they're better at marketing it. Yeah, maybe it's an easier sell. I don't yeah, know. Like, a, like, come and play a bunch of cool video games from your childhood yeah. versus like come and hear some people talk about this like yeah. Yeah. specific topic. But I don't know. Yeah, that is an interesting point. I think I still I want to go to the power up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's on, on for. Is it still on? When is yeah. it called? Twenty second of April. Oh, the last day. So yeah. maybe yeah. I'll scoop fine. up some tickets <laughs> if you're lucky. And they do it. You can do like a half day session where you just go in and. Like, you, you could, there's a lot of games there. It almost feels a bit intimidating or overwhelming because you walk in there and you're like, whoa, what do I choose from all these things? <laughs> um, so you could easily spend half a day there. Um, I spent a good while just playing Street Fighter with my mate. Um, and then there's like, there's this, actually this other great section that's sort of the evolution of consoles that they've set up up the oh, back. Yeah. And I got to see a lot of these um, old, weird consoles that I'd like read about in magazines as a kid. Like, there was a 3DO and the Neo Geo, you get like that sort of the 90s consoles, you know. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> not many people do, I'd say. Yeah. Like they, they sort of were, you know, they had a bit of a market in Japan for a brief period of time and then just fizzled out. Or even like, even the Dreamcast, you know, which is yeah. like, you don't see many of them, you don't like, it's not mm. a, a super well-known or visible console. And to have all them set up in a row, it's just like you start from Pong and work your way up to like right, a, a yeah. PS2 or an Xbox and go through like all these series of the evolution of gaming. It's pretty pretty wild, quite a trip. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I got stuck playing checkers for a while. <laughs> real, real long, slow game of checkers trying to figure out the rules. I'm awful at checkers. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I actively played to lose after the first five minutes. I was like, I'm going to finish this, but I'm going to lose it. Pronto. Oh, I figured you'd be more of a chess man. Yeah? yeah. Sadly not, Andy. I'm uh, a bit... I don't really know the... I don't have the strategy for chess. Uh, okay. I get a bit a bit bored and <laughs> after the first sort of 20 minutes. Over, like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, absconding from the crown. Apart from my opinions, is there any other opinions in London Games versus War? Because the irony of all of this is, I'm saying all of this, I'm trying to get them on the pod, believe it or not. Because I want to understand. <laughs> I just want to understand. Like... For real, like, just, I wouldn't, as I'm saying all this, I understand they must have a different point of view, and I want to understand the point of view. Because mm. I might be looking at it one way, they might go, but it was with these people, and we done this and done that, and then it was perfectly fine, yeah. and they wanted it. So at least I know 
or oh no it didn't work how we wanted and maybe we could do more support or whatever yeah. just so i know it would be good to hear their side to to hear what they envisioned yeah mm. if this is going to be an annual thing they would probably want to improve on you know these kind of experiences yeah and i think it's good that you know we're not gonna shy away from the fact that we went to this and we were disappointed yeah so i think this does better for them in the long run especially stuff like advertising letting people know your event is coming these basics and i feel that they didn't utilize you know their abilities to their best for me it's a bit weird because it's the London Games Festival and it sounds like a big thing already. Yeah. I feel like you could have used that. But it was it what was crazy was how many people just didn't know. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, same. But to touch on an earlier point when you say like you've got the BAFTAs and you've got EJX or RGX yeah. or whatever. Like for me that was always confusing this week and last week because I know about those. Um, <laughs> but I it was weird hearing that EGX and the BAFTAs were part of the yeah. London Games Festival. Yeah. Like, you'd think it was, like, the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, which was weird for me. So, like, because I went to EGX, and it just felt like it was separate to LGF. Like, the turnout was bigger, more people were there. Um, it was really enjoyable. And it was, it was just a different feel from when we went to the summit. Because... It's, I went both days to the summit. Yeah. Um, I know you went to t- Tuesday and you went to Wednesday. Wednesday and, yeah. But you know how quiet it was on Wednesday? Yeah. It was a little bit more busy on t- Tuesday. Oh, okay. And Troy, I feel like when you went on Tuesday, you couldn't imagine it being less busy. Do you know what I expected? So, mm. because of the. So, I didn't know who they were going to bring in. Yeah. I didn't think we'd be able to play games. That, that was good that we were able to do the VR. Mm-hmm. I was, was yeah. I was mm-hmm. thinking though there would be so where they had so they brought in people from Italy to showcase their games. So I thought there'd be a bit more people in for that, but I didn't know that until we turned up. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know why this wasn't mentioned beforehand. So I'm thinking things like that will probably bring more people in, mm-hmm. and maybe we get people who've come to do research, journalists, whatever. They'll go into the main event, but part of me felt like even for them some of the stuff that was being talk, spoken about wasn't appealing to how they thought it would appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I generally thought there'd be just more people just to check things out throughout yeah. the day. Again, I didn't even know it was a thing where you can pop in, pop out sort of thing. I thought it was a day thing where you realistically you plan your day, you yeah. come in the morning, you leave mm-hmm. when it starts. But it, again, people came, left early, early, early. Like there were people, before, so we came at roughly about 10, 10.30 when we were coming probably did half an hour after a VR game and people were leaving. The right. event had five more hours at mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. to go. Which is a real shame because you've got people from the industry there, mm-hmm. um, big people, someone who mm-hmm. hosted the BAFTAs was yeah. there. Yep. Um, so it's a really good space. It yeah. just needs more people there, which mm-hmm. is a shame. Um, because, so at EGX, like, it was crazy because... I go there and I can just speak to devs who have worked on these big games or yeah. games that are just there and like to have that and to have that in a really intimate setting like the the summit that's something that people should definitely like go to I feel mm-hmm. like it is such a good thing to have that no one should sleep on it and it's a shame it wasn't a lot more round like I mean for me and Troy it was great that we got to speak to who you wanted to like you got to yeah. speak to Bree that's great but it shouldn't yeah, be in a case was... where we have to line up like Right. It should be a case where, oh, we missed her because like, there were so many people mm. there. 
that's what it should have been. That would have been like a good thing for like the actual industry. Yeah. I think that just goes down to communication really. Yeah. Like we should know what to expect when we go to an event if it's going to take a whole day. Mm-hmm. And I feel that if people are going to have to book, you know, leave. Yeah. Yes, like yes, yes. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um that we should know what we're you know getting looking into. yeah, getting into. Uh the fact that people are leaving when there's like hours of content left for them to give isn't a good sign. Mm. And Yeah, saying that we probably should have taken that as a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went on the Wednesday, I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what? Yeah. There's like five people here. And I felt like some of the installations were a bit weird. So the Lego one downstairs, it felt random. But I think they sponsored the event. Yeah. There's a Lego PS4 game that you can play. Mm-hmm. But there was like, I th- there were six of them. Was it the same yeah. game? Six or seven? I think there might have been two, but they were both Lego games. Okay, cool. It might have been different. I can't remember. Well, the it's highlight was VR. Game. If you ever get a chance to play VR, <laughs> play VR. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't realise, right? So I didn't realise... With VR, the thing is, you can completely lose track of time because there is no time. And all it was a simple was a strategy game. Yeah. It was a simple was that, strategy yeah. game, like a chess game. Yeah, 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 okay. the same yeah. One. yeah. But you just felt so immersed. Mm. I kept looking around to see if I could see anything else. It's just the whole world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like the little things. So, like when you click a button, like you feel the feedback, like yeah. you see the button light up, you can feel your finger. Your Press finger. It. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's so good. Like, um, recently, I think, uh, Sony did a thing where, like, they released the, the Iron Man trailer for, yeah. like, the VR. People were like, yeah, it's so good, it's so good. I watched it and I was like, I don't really care. Yeah, I was couldn't saying. imagine the VR. Like, it didn't make sense to me. When you play VR, oh, it just kind of opens up your world to VR. It's like, okay, this is great, but this in VR would be amazing. Because you read, like you said, you really lose track of time. It just feels like you're in there. It feels yeah. like this is my hand. It yeah, feels your like... Your life becomes the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, what, what's been so slow in... I mean, VR's been around for, like, a few years now. Mm. How come, as, like, as far as I'm aware, at least, it hasn't really taken off as a, as a medium? Or, like... um, well, it, it kind of has a little bit because... Well, okay, you've got, like, two paths, I guess, with easy paths. You can, like, get a PlayStation and get the headset and everything, or you can go with, like, more expensive alternatives. Like, um, I think one of them's called Oculus Rift, and that's yeah. pretty expensive. But with PlayStation, it's like a dedicated device yeah. itself. Yeah, pretty much. But with PlayStation, I think like you pay maybe 200, 230 pounds and you get like five games and the headset and like you're good to go. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more easier to go down that route. And I think they've sold like four or five million copies of that. So yeah. people yeah. are like starting to play VR, but I guess it's just, it's not something that, it's just like, it's, it's a thing because it's not really a multiplayer thing yet, I right. believe. Yeah. It's more like you go in there, you sit in there, it's really immersive. You couldn't like play with your friends unless you're like online or something. Or I don't know, maybe you've got like a, the actual Oculus or you're doing something different. You couldn't play Skyrim mm. with a friend or something. So I guess it just needs more games that are more multiplayer friendly to yeah. get people in there. Cause, and it's still a high price point, like £200. A lot of the stuff that I've played VR and it's always I've never played it like a, at home or anything. It's always been like a VR themed yeah. cafe or something. Yeah. Um, they always tend to be sort of little weird, almost non games. Like they're just yeah. experiences. Oh, right. Even like the sort of zombie shooters feel a bit like gameplay wise and level structure wise. They they're pretty um, old school in a way. It almost feels like you're just playing this this old 
um, this old like a structure of a game just in an, or an incredible new technology. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like you don't have anything with the like a real. It's not built for VR, basically. Yeah, not VR. that I know of. Anyway, yeah, maybe I'm a bit out of the loop, mm-hmm. but it's, I haven't really seen anything with real world building that like makes you invested in the game itself, the story mm-hmm. of the game, in mm-hmm. the way that like. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Because mm-hmm. I don't think so. The one we were playing, I get what you mean. It was a car. It was cartoon based. So it was a bit easy to just look around, and see it. But yeah, it was blocky. I mean, the graphics were decent. I, it, I don't think it would be something you'd say at God of War level where you're wielding axes and the world looks how it looks in the game. Mm-hmm. I think someone else was saying it's about your rooms. So if you've got space in your room to play VR, that's the other selling point. But I get what you mean because I know there's new games, but even as you were saying, it, is there any that's kind of standout graphics wise or was the Iron Man one standout graphics wise or it felt basic? Yeah, exactly. It didn't feel like I was actually. Tony Stark. It felt like discount Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Astro. I need to play this. There's a game called like Astro Bot Rescue Squad or something, mm. and that's been like made, like in a VR setting. And I think it was up for one of the BAFTA awards. So that's a really good VR game that I still need to try, and it uses VR really well. So maybe that's what it takes. The the, the platform yeah. needs a game to sell yeah, it in the yeah, same exactly. way that like Tony Hawk's shifted yeah. PlayStations or like Mario sixty four shifted sixty four. Yeah, mascot, don't they? Yeah. yeah. The VR mascot. Yeah. Or oh, maybe that could be Sonic. Maybe that could be his game. So yeah, God, you get imagine Sonic on, a, on VR. You get yeah, like, that's vomiting all over your Yeah, that's true actually. Might not work. But hey, look, look at it. Nothing Sonic has done has worked. So maybe. Whoa! Might be whoa! It. Whoa! <laughs> I'm I think Sonic has tried in the last 10 years has worked. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Have you still got 90 Sonic? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, re- remaster yeah. the Dreamcast. Where's that Dreamcast Mini? Hmm? Do they, yeah, they're probably still that. Uh, no. Is this just your theory? Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's my Christmas. That's what you Christmas want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> cool, I think. We are done with the festivals, unless you are... No, I'm done. You had, you had I'm more done. toxic comments. No, <laughs> yeah, I, overall, I guess, I don't know. It could be, I think it could be structured better and marketed better. I think the events didn't get what they need. I think the parade could have been bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could be to advertise more cosplayers. So as an avenue for those who couldn't go to bare minimum cosplay as well, mm-hmm. could have set up there, because I know it takes a while for them to build their suits. I have... One of the suits or at least an interim one to go out with on to use the parade as a tester mm. and then obviously with comic con in may that's that's yeah. what they're looking for do you get what i mean mm-hmm. but there's people i know that's going to birmingham and then doing a different costume for london so they could have used that for people who can't go to birmingham the surrounding areas or use this as almost like market it as the parade's here showcase your first one it's a more friendly environment you can get kids involved there's lots of kids in Cute costumes, Sean Asian Iron Man. I was here for that. Yeah. Yep. Did the suit like, you know, yeah, no, moving it? No, oh, no, it was a costume. But you know, they started. Yeah, that's the really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was that. Um, the parade would have been good for just parents to come to. But again, they needed more. And yeah. that at, outdoor arcade was really fun for them. The the, the ones who were participating, they did yeah. enjoy it. Um, but there were good things about it. Clearly, there were good things. So we had the Let's Play, and you had the event at the Science Museum. But then obviously they've had the whole communications part mm. and yeah. that I think let it down, mm-hmm. personally anyway. Yeah, it's a bit weird that it seems like everything exceptional or standout was more of a partner thing than the actual uh, banner, the mm-hmm. LGF banner. Yeah. 
goes to show. I don't know. The, the thing I guess is they definitely did one last year, and everyone knows. It. Have they done one before that? You know. No, the same one I know. I thought they might have been more fun. Yeah, sure. it's, it's, you see what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. It seems like either it's really, really new, or people just don't know about it, or both. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or both. Yeah. But then also, like, it's a whole week thing, so it's also kind of tough to get time off. Like, let's say. London Games Festival, you want to do everything. Like, you've got EJs, you've got the BAFTAs, you've got this. Like, it's really tough to choose. And I think maybe people didn't have a choice and they just kind of picked, you know, maybe EGX because I went EGX and it was amazing. Like, it was packed. People but I feel there. like you know what you're getting because they're going to do one in October. They do all the time. Yeah, that's true. So actually, you know that is true. But, I mean, like you said, like, the marketing needs to be better because, I mean, there's EGX, which you know what you're getting and it's going to be great. Or you can go to this and, like, you're not quite sure. sure yeah um but yeah no EGS was amazing so like for me I want to be a developer at some point went in and try again you're right I know what I'm getting into first talk so you want to be a game developer that was an hour next talk what to expect in your six months of game design amazing and then I just went like to like, the indie part of it and I realized raw I can see why this is three days one day was not enough <laughs> so I'm going there I'm talking to like devs I'm talking to designers I'm hearing about these really great games which I'm going to go back to but then once I've done all that literally like, I thought yeah you know I've made quite a dent in EGX I leave and then I realize there's a whole other side from like <laughs> games other indie games games that are like a lot further in development and I was like wow I've I haven't wasted my day, but I've missed out on like, quite yeah, a bit. Right. Um, so some really cool devs, like one guy, I think their studio is called Pocket Money Games. Really cool. Like So there's this whole thing called like, Crunch in the industry, and it's where... Do you know about Crunch? Uh, i not. So Cameron, so about Crunch. Um, it's where... Let me tell about Crunch. It's where you need to meet a certain deadline, and maybe there's not enough time, so people have to work ridiculous hours, maybe 11, 12 at night, um, I think with Rockstar, it got so bad that families were like asking the companies to send their you know loved ones home because right. it was ridiculous. Yeah. We, sometimes we get that at the charity as well. You know, it's just mm-hmm. have so many payments to take and so many uh, meetings to organize. Yeah, you know. yeah. I feel like you're talking about us specifically. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but this isn't a charity admin podcast, is it? Mm. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, I can imagine like the, the, the process that goes into making a game must just mm-hmm. be such an enormous yeah. team and such yeah. a huge amount of effort that yeah. it would just mm-hmm. be, be mental. And, you know, the, yeah. the release dates are like... Yeah, gonna, yeah. yeah. Um, we had a discussion with Marvin uh, mm-hmm. quite a while ago and he was saying how uh, when it comes to games, you have to have a release date and that date can't really be moved. If you move it, you're kind of losing money. And that's why Crunch is very, very prominent in the gaming industry. Mm. But it's also something that I think needs to go. But okay, the Nintendo's games generally have Crunch. Yeah, but then do we do it? Mm. Just think, I so Mario's and stuff. Because they have deadlines, right? Yeah, do have Did deadlines. you hear about Crunch with those type of games? I'm not. Or is there a reason for that? Did they kind of keep it quiet? Well, if it did happen, I think they keep it quiet. Because okay. I don't remember okay. having it. It seems like Nintendo would have crunch. They're an evil corporation. <laughs> so. Well, you say that, but um, there was like a survey. I Don't quote me on this about where I found it. I read it somewhere online, completely from where I found it. But apparently like Nintendo employees are really happy and they, they've got like a really low turnover rate and people actually stay there for quite a long time. Was this on the duress? Um, 
<laughs> no, I think it might have been a YouTuber that said this. Um, so they might have crunch, but it might be a case where they're just happy to work or they really like the company or there isn't crunch. Or maybe because Nintendo are a long-standing, reputable company, they just kind of know how to... They've got really good like production schedules, so maybe well, they just know what's going to work. Yeah. And, and like they've got the, the same IPs. Like You've always got your Mario, you've yeah, always got your Zelda. So it's yeah. like they're on the ball with it. And then even the recent uh, Metroid Prime, like they started making it, they weren't happy and they said, sorry guys, we're going to delay this, revamp it and then bring it out to you. And that's really nice, you've got that transparency. And it means that you don't have to force your employees to work on something that you're not even going to like because then that's, everyone loses in that situation. So is there crunch at Nintendo? Maybe. But from what I can tell, they're happy. Yeah, and it's good. I was going to say the Metroid as a counter-argument. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a really good example of uh, man management in the gaming industry mm. that you're just not happy with the game. And instead of you putting out half-assed crap to like make some money, mm. you're actually caring about the product, caring about the consumer yeah. enough to be like, actually, we're going to focus our efforts to make this acceptable for you. Mm -hmm. In one way, it's, it seems a little bit like taking less of a commercial approach and more of an artistic approach. Like, yeah. I think you'd find that more likely in the film or the music industry, for example, where, like, say, a, a musician's making an album and they're not happy with it. They're generally not just going to put out rubbish. They're like, mm -hmm. whatever, you can wait another year for the album and get it. It depends on the labels. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah it depends on the artist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, not a, a hard and fast rule, but... Yeah. Um, I was thinking before about uh, like becoming a developer. Is it is it hard to become a developer in like in the UK, for example, mm. compared to like being an independent developer in Japan or in the States or something? Oh, that's a really good question. And yeah. the honest answer, I don't know. Ah, to break. Yeah. <laughs> um. So from what I know, the limited research I have, I I don't know if it's difficult, but you definitely have more, and there's more gaming hubs here in the UK than we've had before, and it's not. Ironically, not based in London, so normally everything tech-wise is in London. It's more in Newcastle, more in Guildford. There was a report on it. There were two reports on those kind of areas or cities and towns. Separate, two separate reports on those individuals just talking about how... So because of things like crunch, a lot of these people broke away. And also because of um, the American companies closing down their um, basically European production houses, they came together to create... I guess more independent companies, mm -hmm. just on the back of it. So because a lot of them worked in those areas, you get a lot more independence forming. A lot of people are kind of stepping away from that. I think it's if you're high as a developer, they tend to step away and build another business. I guess because you can go down the route of, you can go down any route of gaming. So like mobile now is accessible. Mm -hmm. Switch is accepting almost anything of decent quality. It doesn't have to be AAA anymore. Right. And because that, I guess bar has raised if you're decent. You, I think you can. And do people just move out to to Newcastle, Guildford because the like wages can be a bit lower and cost of living is a bit lower, and it's like it makes things cheaper around. I'm not sure. So I think that's just where they were initially, right. and when they broke, people come together. Maybe three who used to be quite high in those businesses come together, form an actual business because they know how to do it. And it's like, well, we're here. Well, mm. I'm going to move somewhere. The weather's already bad yeah. enough to stay indoors. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I that's what I know and that's what I've gathered from it. But I'm not hundred percent sure if it's easier or difficult. Mm. I mean there's job losses in America, so I don't know. Maybe it is easier here than over there. Mm. No. 
not sure. Is Japan put out? Does, does, does Japan put out a lot of independent games? That, that would be for you guys, especially on the Switch. Is a lot of it come from Japan, or is it more Western? Um, again, honestly, I don't know the answer to this, but on the Switch, you can you can have a Japanese account as well as a European account, right. and everyone should do this. It's really beneficial because you can buy things on the Japanese Switch store, and there are different games there to here. So either there are there is games being developed in Japan only, or maybe you've got more indie gamers, more indie developers in Japan releasing games to that store. But yeah, if you've got like a European account and Japanese account, you can get a wider variety of games because there are lots of games available to Japan that aren't available to us. Yeah. So that could be why. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, Japan was always such a, a hub of, of gaming like kind of the hub of gaming when i was growing up mm. um i don't know if it's like i guess it's spread out a lot more mm. to other yeah to other countries to developers out of yeah out of the states or here or even australia or mm. yeah. canada um and it's i don't know if like japan's taken a downturn as a result of that or if it's become more insular or if it's just grown into this big big global behemoth of nintendo slowly expanding and getting all these happy workers <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. Well, I wouldn't know for sure, but I do know that the gaming market has definitely grown in more territories. Mm. So I'm not sure if it's more Japan is taking a hit now, or more Japan's kind of just sharing the stage with Europe, um, with America, uh, with China, which I believe is still the biggest gaming market in the world. Is that right? Of, yeah. I mean, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So. I think it's more of a emergence of other places being up to date and being able to shut out really good studios. Mm. So Cameron, with you uh, not being as much of a gamer, are uh-huh. there any games that um, could pull you back into that world? Oh, um, so I was saying just before I am, I am thinking about about setting up a bit of a little a home. I say a home like entertainment out literally putting a TV in front of my bed and <laughs> <laughs> buying a, a game console. I think what it'd take like like when I think about the games that I that really pulled me in as a kid, uh, I'm thinking of like Half Life or Metal Gear Solid. They're games that are like immersive and have quite an aspect of adventure to them. Even Half Life, which is like a, a first person shooter fundamentally, like what I loved about it was the story and the adventure. So I think it'd take something like that. Um, I don't know what's out there. I mean, I guess you've got your giant, giant uh, games that exist as a world unto themselves, like like Red Dead or um, mm. I don't know, even the, the newer GTA games. Um, but I don't know. What do you? What would you recommend? What should? What would? What would pull me back in? They're gonna say God of War, don't answer. Yeah, aside from, aside from <laughs> God of War, obviously. Oh, I was gonna say um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizons are okay. Do, yeah. you, do you mind talking me through it a little bit? Um, I don't know so this. it's a really cool narrative game. Well, it's more than a narrative game. It's got a great story, basically. Um, the world's been absolutely obliterated because of mankind's negligence to look after it. Oh, I like it already. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so you have to... So basically, it's weird. Like You're back in the, the hunter-gatherer times, mm-hmm. but you've got really cool sci-fi tech right. that you just kind of... What's I'm looking for? You... That you just kind of like put together. It's like a really, you know what? What's the word I'm looking for? MacGyver. 
Yes, yeah, <laughs> <some punishment. laughs> I've been together. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You slapped it all together. So now you so like let's say your your bow and arrow now like shoots like EMPs but right. blow off like components off of like machine. Basically, all the animals are like machines. Okay. So you've got like a like a massive T Rex built out of machinery that's got like lasers and whatnot that's just in the wild and you kind of have to avoid this. So it's your T Rex but modernized. So it's a mix of the future and the that past. That sounds amazing. I'm sold. Oh, nice. Also, awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Got started, yeah. Yeah, what's it called um, again? Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero yeah, Dawn. It really must be really boring for anyone listening that, is, that like just knows games really yeah. well. Yeah. That like probably everyone is. Mm. Just hearing it explained to this Luddite who hasn't <laughs> <laughs> touched a, a, a controller in 15 years. Mm. We do have listeners who aren't even gamers. So is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's here for the sick bands. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. People just passionately critical of the festival of gaming. Go and do them criticize some more. But yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is a beautiful game. I mm. still need to start it. Uh, so I paid for it and I've like done the opening cutscene and that's it. Wow. Wow. That's all I had time for. Going on a <laughs> so I'm missing out. What what Play console is it? Uh, PS4 exclusive. PS4 exclusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's the one for me. All then. the good single player games from PS4. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, well, that's my jam. Mm-hmm. I mean, can do they do they still put out Tony Hawk's games or is that a stupid question? Uh, they haven't put out one for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like decades. For a while. So okay. So there is a new skate game coming soon. Is this there? year or next year, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I haven't heard much from it. It's got but, a lot to live up to compared to Tony Hawk. Yeah. Did you ever play skate? Skate, yeah. Uh, skate was quite good. Yeah. It was quite technical, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, it's basically like, so Tony Hawk was more pro Evo. Right. I liked it. It was fun. When I mean, you just cheat by doing lots of manuals and jumping in. Sure. Yeah. 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 Where Skate was more, you had to nail it properly. Was it in, FIFA in this metaphor? Yes. Right. Okay. So it was a lot more technical. It was EA, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So they were on that wave of kind of trying to get the sports game as close to mm. real life as possible. So the difficulties right. of just nailing one trick was super important, which drew a lot of people in it. Right. Yeah, yeah it's a shame because I like to just, you know, yep. impress my friends by doing manual grind, yep. manual yep. grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know there was even another one. I thought I was done. Yeah, but I haven't heard much about yeah. it. Like, I've read something about it, but I haven't, nothing do, else has Do you know what? Because they said they're going to introduce skateboarding in the Olympics. Oh. So they probably might align it. Makes sense. That's oh. it. Yeah. actually look a really great spectator sport because they've got like events that you can see on YouTube and I guess some sporting channels. Um, don't quote me on that last bit, but <laughs> okay. it's definitely on YouTube. Um, and it's just really cool to watch the things they do, things they perform. Like everyone's yeah. got the same like stadium, and they have to like pull off the best tricks they can. And I watch it and I think, raw. I'd love to do that, you know. Then I'll go to the skate park and I'm just terrible and. <laughs> No, I should put the board away. I've got two boards actually. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's just... It's I can so never different. get over that fear that I just face plant. Yeah. Oh, I was always terrified of smashing my knees on things. Mm. I don't know. I, I did one ollie once in my life and I decided, right, cool. Nice. <laughs> that's, Love that. That's me done. Yeah. You can check it out. I think like you've... For the casual, you've completed skateboarding once you can ollie. <laughs> yeah. You can grind. You can do yeah. like really, you know... It looks cool stuff. I can so, do a yeah. 1080 into a Benihana. Is that that's a move? I think. Maybe. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah. we'll go with that. Anything about skateboarding. So. <laughs> it's uh, you're not alone at this table. I think back then. So. <laughs> and I remember like perching on the edge of uh, like a, the drop into a 
into a, a bowl. But it would be, I mean, yeah, you say that. I was like right at the edge where it starts to like rise up to meet. <laughs> the, I was probably dropping like yeah. know, half a foot maybe. So it wasn't like yeah, a full 90 degrees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, far from it. And even that I couldn't manage. Yeah. I was just like, no, sorry. I'll just, I'll just sit back. I'll sit this one out, guys. Yeah. I'll just watch you. Go back to my Space Quest games. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, so uh, EJX, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry, Pocket Money Games, uh, we on them, it's a tangent, you know. Basically, really great studio, no crunch. And their philosophy is awesome. Like, the guy in charge, he was a lecturer. Mm. And what he realised was he could teach the students, like, everything he needed to be, like, a game developer or whatever. But he couldn't teach them experience, because it's that whole, you know, you need experience to get a job, but to get a job, you need experience. It's that whole Mm -hmm. circle. Um, So he just created his own studio, because he worked at Activision for a little bit, was a lecturer, so, like, he'll have his students, when they're done, just come to his studio, get a bit of experience, and then they go back out, and he's got like an open door policy, so people can just like come in, leave, go out. And I think that's really good for the industry, because it means that no one ever like, gets like blocked when they finish uni. Because mm-hmm. like, a lot of my friends, it's been the case where you finish uni, you're ready to get a job in what you've studied, you can't get a job, and you're just like, why have I paid what? 40 to 50k Boy. to like Boy. what what is this Boy. yeah what why it's really annoying um so that was like nice to see uh yeah it's just really good like meeting all the developers um there's some really like interesting games that you never thought about so like there's this one game that was based on like a waveform so okay. yeah like um and you're like on this ship and you have to like i guess it's weird it's like a platformer slash wave game so, like, you're just on this wave and you've got to, like, use the wave to get your, like, protagonist, your ship, to the end. Um, and what was really cool about it was your instincts mean nothing in this game. You kind of have to learn, like, a second language because you have to understand the wave before you can, like, play the game. And I thought that was an interesting take on it because it means you can't just, like, jump into it. You have to take your time and learn the mechanics. Like, Not a game for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, it was really cool to see like a different, you know, like spin on games. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I think on the weekend, I went to like a, I went to my first game jam. I didn't even know it was a game jam. Yeah. It was just advertised as, you know, make your own game for like gender inequality. Um, so I was like, yeah, all right then. Um, but it was a game jam. So I was like, yes, like I've got my second game under my belt. Um, I don't have it with me because I made it on someone else's Mac and <laughs> the program doesn't allow for seamless transition of games from like one laptop to another but um, I'm still putting it in my portfolio I've got two games on my belt um, and it was really cool like you we went to this place called Platform it's a really nice space uh, where I think you can go and they've got like lots of switches around the place oh I yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's really you cool about really us, nice vibe. I found out on whoa, Instagram whoa, stories whoa, whoa. you he didn't. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, Andy? So Disgusting. I was like, on Instagram yeah. stories, I was like, oh yeah, this looks fun to see mm. Andy there. Was it playing some... Some snake. Was it Mario Party? Mario Party. Mario. Enjoyed uh, living his best life. Wow. I was at home. Mario Party without us? Yeah. Without Cameron as well? Yeah. Oh, God. no. First of all... Us, I can forgive, but Cameron. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mario Party is Game of the Year candidate for 2019. First of all, it's so much fun. We have mm. to play it. Second of all... I was just testing it out. I was going to invite <laughs> you guys after. Mm-hmm. I was a uh, the test subject. It was funny. He says this, okay. but as I brought it up, he has never told either of us. Yeah. He hasn't mentioned it. I wasn't ready to invite you guys yet. <laughs> it wasn't. Okay. Give me another week. 
Or you give them like an official invite from the, the host or something. Yeah, I've got like a business card and I get like a free hot drink with it. So, Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah, a good deal. Like, you like hot drinks? I like hot drinks. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Look here, I'm not as big as some other platforms. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, continue, sorry. Yeah, um, but no, that's a really nice space. So Andy's obviously seen it, but I'll explain it to you, Troy, well. and Cameron, yeah, because Andy wouldn't do the honours. Um, so you go in, like, there's food and drink that you can have, um, really big screen TVs, which is really cool. Uh, and it's like, it's mostly, you know, your Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, lots of party games. Um, Mario Party will be there, as Andy has finally told us. Um, it's just a nice vibe, and you've got, like, a, a space for, like, PC gaming too, so they can have uh, things like... Apex, um, which is really cool. So it's is just it a really similar nice to space. Belong? A little bit. It's a little bit smaller, but okay, cool. it just it feels nicer than Belong because Belong's really nice. Don't get me wrong. Belong feels intense. Yeah, it feels like it's for big gamers. Like yeah, they play competitively. They train you to go tournaments. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you know how? So basically, there's another space called Belong, and basically, it's two couches, um, two big screen TVs, and then the rest of it is just rows of like, um, desktops where you can like just bang out your game. God. But here it's kind of the opposite. So you've got one row where you just like bang out your games on the PC and you've got like I think maybe six to eight like big TVs couches where people have it, having actual fun yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> chill out with is, your friends yeah no is, stress is there is this around here like around South London uh, so it's around Moorgate it's like a five minute walk from Moorgate okay, station right. yeah so it's like it's quite central quite easy to get to it's really nice I've been to a couple I've been to um, it's called Four Quarters oh know, really nice okay, yeah, yeah, place. yeah it's mm. around the one in, in, uh, in Hackney and the um, loading bar, I think, in Dalston as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. There's a lot of like um, board games and card games as well. Oh, that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. They went to one Waterloo, didn't they? Yeah, 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 that was fun as well. Ah, yeah. yeah. Have you that played Resistance? Cool. Are you a big board game fan? Nah, I dabble. I dabble. dabble but enough, yeah. Resistance is yeah, beyond oh, me. Uh, it's just a great game where you just get to fuck over your friends. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, now that you're swearing, I know it's serious. Yeah! <laughs> 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 I mean, that's kind of like. Monopoly in a way you just like yeah. gang up on poor yeah. younger brother meaning me and the family <laughs> slowly being decimated yeah. yes. until in a fit of rage you tear up a hundred dollar note storm out and, Ooh, your, and your family mentions it for, for ten Christmases in a row afterwards <laughs> yeah. hypothetically oh, speaking oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Thankfully, it's uh, it's quicker than Monopoly. Right, so, that's nice. God, that rage yeah. doesn't last long. It'll, it'll stop after like 20, 25 minutes. Cool. It's not a Glad to hear day it. event. Yeah, which is really good. It's probably your favourite ever game. You're oh, so yeah. good at it. I hate it. Yeah, I hate that you're so good at it. I am, <laughs> I'm the good guy. I want to save the... Basically, here's how yeah, it works. Really quick to run down. There's like, I think, between five or ten of you. And you have to like, save the world. So all of you are basically resistance with a couple of spies thrown in. And then each round, you all, I think the first round, it's just two people picked by default. But after that, you kind of vote on who you want to go on a mission. And everyone's given a mission card. And basically, between rounds, you kind of want to figure out who the spy is. Because if you go on a mission, obviously the spy is going to try and make you fail the mission. So everyone on the mission gets a card, well, two cards that say pass or fail. Everyone puts their card in. And if they're all like pass, you win the mission. Great. If there's one fail, then you lose the mission. So in between rounds, you've got to kind of decipher who the spy is, and then you go from there. So it's a bit of like strategy. You got to deceive your friends. There's, nice. there's um, games like this. There's yeah. It's, it's there's varieties of games. Mm -hmm. 
Who's the other one? Mafia? That's it, yeah. yeah. Mafia's really good. Yeah. Not played it though. Mm. Oh, it's really good. You'll like it. I'm gonna play that. Yeah. Anything involving lying to your friends is amazing. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Even that wasn't oh, that man. bullshit. They ever played bullshit. Oh, I love yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It's like, it's Literally, brilliant. I would lie every single turn. Like seven <laughs> queens. Yeah. I've still got them in my hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was like, couldn't be lying. Yeah. Again. He's <laughs> lying four times in a row. He's not gonna get five. Mm. Yeah, that was like a college classic, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when that girl um, put down five tens, and we were just like. A deck has four times <laughs> max. I wouldn't call it as it goes. It's a ballsy move. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. I think like those games are best to play with like your honest friends because you just get the best reactions. Yeah. Like, just yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're tangent, you were talking about something else. I think this is better, but you're right. <laughs> there was a tangent. Yeah. Was it Ejects? Ejects, uh, developers. Went to board games. Oh, I just you said you went to platform. Oh yeah, platform. Um, so yeah, platform's a really good space. Uh, oh yeah, we had to describe platform um, platform because Andy snaked us and went with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so now we all know about platform. Um, okay. we just made our first game and it was really cool. I think there yeah. were about ten of us. Uh, got split into two, worked together, built a game, and yeah, it was a lot of fun actually. Um, learned a new engine called like Game Salad, which was like, pretty cool. And I was just surprised that in two days we were able to like actually make a game. So that was mad. But yeah, and there are lots of them out there. So anyone wanting to become like a developer, just Google game jams and just start going for them. Just make your own game. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, yeah. But it'll be like a side thing. I'll learn code for like my main job because I don't want to work on developing games and eventually come to hate them. I'd rather hate my job and make <laughs> <laughs> games. I, that is what that's the flow I want. Okay, fair enough. So briefly, game jams is just like an event where you learn more about gaming and then you make your own game. Yeah, basically. People. So we okay. learned the engine and then we like made our own game. Ah, and cool. the theme was like gender inequality, which was right. like really right. cool. Yeah. Oh, it's why I, why would I would never have thought you'd be able to learn and develop something that quickly, mm. like the idea of a jam. When it comes to programming, it's just like yeah, it's mental. Yeah, it's really mm. crazy. But um, I think like it's just easier because with this program, the coding's kind of taken away, so you get like little functions yeah. that you can like put into it, and like it makes the game run. So like I guess all the functions are their own bit of code, and you will put it all together, and then like it works. So you don't actually need to know any code, right. which makes it a lot easier. Yeah, if we had to learn code, that'd be like a two week thing probably. Right. Yeah, not two days. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, I think we are done here thank you very much Cameron, oh wait no I've got two questions have really you? quickly have yeah. you? Oh, two cute. questions um, I, I feel like there's some animosity being thrown towards me by you and no you. I mean you've only called me a snake 24 times in the last <laughs> 10 minutes while he's counting it sounds like you are <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all with love Andy it's all with love um, what is your favourite game of all time Oh, my favourite game of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon... God, it's hard. Like, I want to say Half-Life because it was the last game that really drew me in and that made me stick with it. And okay. just, like, but there's some real honourable mentions to like the first few Space Quest games and, mm-hmm. uh, and Tony Hawk's just been like, pure fun. But, and GoldenEye, like multiplayer GoldenEye. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You hear good things about that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, in my heart of hearts, i got to say Half-Life. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Nice, nice. Nice. Uh, question two and then um, so I'm not sure if like this applies to you but when you play a game 
Do you prefer like a regular control or inverted controllers? Inverted, all the way. What's inverted? My guy. Like, Cameron's the oh, guy. Down is up and up yeah. is down. When you're yeah, down. so like it's like flight controls, I guess. So if you like push up on the D-pad, um, your character will look down and then vice versa. Inbred gaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Your inverted is the way to play games. Why would you do that? Hmm? I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking yeah. of a FIFA It's just natural for me. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. Just you feel like better. leaning forward as you push it up. Yeah, and you drag exactly. Back as you pull yeah, it back. it's just correct. Just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's like Marmite. For some people, it isn't. We were born to fly planes, man. Yeah. That's it. Just pilot. Yeah, I mean, That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. Up is down is down. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> I think like you brought a FIFA in it. Yeah. It doesn't work for FIFA. Like yeah, FIFA's oh, fine to just like have the. As basic as possible. Yeah, basically, that, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, and I don't think you it work in a fighting game either. But um, yes, no, no, no. yeah. No. <laughs> but for adventure games, it just feels really like second nature to have it invited. Yeah, mm-hmm. it helps for the immersive experience. Yeah, in a way. exactly. Yeah. I can see that. I can't, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try it out sometime. Yeah. I'm no. not going to. I'm really not. Because yeah. uh, I just like to jump in and play. Mm-hmm. Okay. I find it hard to jump in and play because I always have to press start, scroll down to, <laughs> to uh, joystick options, yeah. invert, look on. You're a man of culture. <laughs> it's good to yeah. point. That's right. Nice. I feel sick. All right. Well, it's a nothing for inverted. I like this. Ugh. Thank you. Glad you're just wrap it up. Right. Well, um, yeah. This is a great episode, guys. Make sure to like and share the content on Twitter and Instagram, streamcast underscore, YouTube, the streamcast. I just want to mention on YouTube, there's another place called streamcast, right? And it looks like um, Asian propaganda, maybe terrorist propaganda. <laughs> I haven't checked. Mm. You need to check that. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I looked. So what is it exactly? Because I wrote streamcast and it comes up. Type the streamcast. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> No we affiliation. We Hang on. No, have you guys brought me here seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to put a statement out that we are not affiliated yeah, with Yeah, uh, you might. You might I don't know what it is. I need to double check. But when I went in it, it wasn't what I expected. Oh, no. It wasn't even games. Mm. I thought it would be games. It's not games. We need to get that trademark out ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> Globally. Um, and you can keep in the conversation with us individually. And... I am Blackamora on Twitter. Kill Screen Kenny on Twitter. Oh, try to direct on Twitter, but don't talk to me about gaming, please. Just come to me for general conversations if you want. Just not gaming, because I'll be learning from you. It won't be a conversation. We can convert him to inverted controls. No, just no, spam his no, inbox. But no. you saw how I play Spider-Man. You know mm. how I play games. Mm-hmm. I just want to play it. Mm. Just get in there. So that's not going to work. It might work Spider-Man though. No, it won't. Because technically you no, are flying. No, it, it, won't. Won't. Like, it won't. It won't. It won't. Give it a try. Give it a try. Give it a try, man. Give it a go. How do you know? No. Continue, please. Cause it's okay. <laughs> Dip your toe in. <laughs> Cameron, are you on Twitter? Uh, I am. I think my Twitter handle is Carlos Slantana. And I, I think I used Ooh. it to tweet twice, and one of those was to the president of Portugal, and another one was to my friend Jess. So I'm mm. not really an avid user. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're reckon. friends with the president of Portugal? No. Oh, <laughs> I just okay. tagged him. Uh, I was trying to get my friend a job in Portugal. Yeah. It didn't work. 
by tweeting you shot the president. Shot. Yeah, Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's Brazilian. She spoke Portuguese. It made perfect sense. So right, cut the middleman. Exactly. Can't imagine why it didn't work. Sorry, Christine. And uh, I am formally inviting Troy, Isaac, and Cameron to platform. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, then don't ever bring us up <laughs> again. Naysaga has invited all of us who don't need you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Naysaga. Wow, wow. This is the thanks I get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be a good friend. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Why not tell him that? Cool. <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> Leaving us out of the conversation. But bringing everyone else in. Yeah. It's not a team, Andy. I am the team. Oh, bro. Right, yeah, we'll see you on the next Streamcast.